Your healing process is not social media content. Don't be so busy trying to teach the lesson to others that you miss the medicine for yourself. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Greetings, beloved ones, and welcome back to another episode of Central Faith Podcast, the podcast all about the art of coming home to your body. I am your host, LaVon Briggs, and I am going to quote Queen B because I always do when there are these gaps in recordings and remind y'all that I've been gone for a minute. Now I'm back with a jump off. Okay. I am so grateful for your grace <laughs> as you have been probably wondering, where is LaVon? LaVon has been in that cocoon, honey. LaVon has been shedding and purging and processing and grieving and releasing alongside, depending on where in the world you live, child, the, the trees as we have welcomed autumn and we prepare for winter and all that's been going on. This summer was a lot. This year has been a lot. So if it's been rough and tough for you, baby, I see you. And I'm sending you all the juicy, luscious, lavish, consensual hugs you can stand. Also, Anne, as I posted to social media recently, I am clear <laughs> that as a healer, as an alchemist, as a witch, <laughs> right? Which is someone who uses their spiritual gifts to heal themselves and others. I cannot lead people anywhere where I haven't been myself. And so I cannot always be at the forefront of the spiritual, uh, cosmic, you know, religious forefront. Like I need y'all to operate in your gifts and I need you to stand up <laughs> like sis thing. Granted, she was talking to a particular, you know, demographic of women. But if I am in a seat, no, let me be honest. I am in a season of deep transformation, shedding, release, and renewal. And so I don't owe this spiritual journey, this part of it to anyone. My platform has very explicitly been dedicated to the wisdom that comes from the healed wound, which is a scar, right? I do not operate from a place of woundedness. Anytime I pop up on social media and there's something that I am actively healing, I might make mention of it for the sake of testifying because I want my community members to know that no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. There's a scripture that says that the enemy desires to sift you as wheat, meaning that, you know, these forces <laughs> that are not pleased with your wholeness and your wellness desire for you to feel so alone and isolated and unsupported when th that those are lies. The fact of the matter is you are unconditionally loved and supported by God, your ancestors and your deep community. And so it is so important for us to remind ourselves that it's okay to take time away, right? We have all, all this FOMO, fear of missing out because social media does not stop. Timelines do not go to sleep. <laughs> Platforms do not shut down. Well, I mean, you know, servers go haywire and wacky every once in a while, but there's just a constant churning of content. Baby, your healing process is not social media content. Your healing process is not a product to be consumed. Your healing process is not a service to be commodified. Once you get to the other side of that thing and you have the wisdom from it and you desire to share it with 
with one person or a million people, whatever feels good to you, then cool. But release yourself from the pressure of feeling like you have to perform your healing for the public. Now, this is particularly for my fellow sisters, sibling, content creators, digital creators, social media influencers, those who have public facing roles, right? Your gifts, your anointing, it should help you live a comfortable lifestyle, but realize that we're living under capitalism. And if we were living in a pre-colonial sanctuary, your gifts would quite literally, like the Bible says, make room for you. Like we took care of the healers, of the griots, of the ritualists. In pre-colonial Africa, we ain't have to worry about bills and credit scores and rent and mortgages and car notes and insurance. And (laughs) the village took care of their healers. And so here you are trying to do your work for yourself, for your bloodline, for the collective and pay bills on top of that, child. The past six weeks, I only had the energy to worry about myself and my well-being because I had bills to pay despite my grief, because the rent was due despite my depressive episode. And so this is why it's so important for you to build a spiritual, emotional wellness cabinet of sorts, right? A system, a solar system of support and love so that you can lean into those people and lean on those resources when all you got is a lean. You don't even have a lean with a rock. You just got a lean and a sob. And that is okay. (laughs) It has been so important for me because listen, I am still here. It's by the grace of God, like truly (laughs) the grace of God, my ancestors, the Orisha, my community, and the shiniest version of Levon. That, that sees me and knows me on the other side of this. It is that holy tincture <laughs> that has been a bomb to my soul. Because when I tell you people from all walks of life, family, friends, colleagues, the church, lovers, former faves of mine, internet cousins, when I tell you the sheer number of people who have broken my heart in the past year, but particularly this year. When I tell you the sheer number of people who broke my heart, who are also Libras, (laughs) tropical Libras, which is why I've been so quiet this season because I was dreading Libra season because I knew that I was going to have dated reminders of these people, their existence in the world and the harm that they caused me. I'm talking about platonic friends. I'm talking about romantic lovers. I'm talking about niggas whose last name I share. (laughs) Okay. Everybody who was born end of September beginning mid-October, it was just, it was a waterfall. It was an avalanche and it was too much. And so I may have disappeared (laughs) unexpectedly, but I need y'all to trust. First of all, as long as you see me posting on social media, I'm okay. But also know that it's not intentional. Like I would never just intentionally leave you high and dry like that. Um, Especially when I've been talking about the podcast kind of, pivoting and you know I've been doing this editorial planning and I know what the next few episodes are going to be about like that's all cute okay the sensual faith podcast google doc that I have with all my ideas and show notes and outlines honey baby didn't none of that matter when I was sobbing on this sectional okay (laughs) didn't none of that matter 
when I was making payment arrangements with my therapist. Okay, didn't none of that matter. And so this is, if you need it, your permission slip to center your healing process for yourself. Stop trying to pour from your process. Pour from overflow. And don't let that bully called capitalism make you feel like you have to commodify your healing process instead of embodying your healing process. Because in the words of healer Josh Odom, who's a part of the Bearded Black Men group, the only way through it is through it. The first time Josh said that, it resonated so deeply to the point where I quoted him in Sensual Faith, The Art of Coming Home to Your Body, my debut book. And so if that gem is so precious to me to the point where I would immortalize it (laughs) in my body of work, then how much more would I live that ethic in my own life when I am my first body of work? I am my first sacred text. I am the person who deserves my healing the most. And so as much as I love Instagram going live, TikToks, lip syncs, viral rap challenges, dance-offs, look, if it's not bringing me complete and utter joy, it's not giving. My therapist says, if something doesn't bring you joy, it is your obligation not to do it. Now hear me, because I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. This is not me. I don't want to get on this Zoom. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to pay my rent. LaVon said that her therapist said that, uh, listen, within reason, beloved, (laughs) you got to do what you got to do. Remember, we're living under a capitalist system, but to the extent that it's possible, whenever it's within reason and within your realm of control, don't do shit that doesn't bring you joy. What does that mean? Don't answer the phone if when that number pops up, you go, don't stay in the conversation when the person's not honoring your boundaries. Don't just leave the group chat on hide alerts perpetually. Leave it. (laughs) Unsubscribe. (laughs) Block, right? Don't just roll your eyes when this person pops up on your timeline. Unfollow, restrict, block. Like you have more power than you think you do. You get to curate the lavish life of your dreams. Do that with even the simplest, smallest steps because all of those small decisions end up being really big payoffs. So just think of it like compound investing, you know, or compound saving. Like when I was 19 in 2001, it was 9-11 in New York and like the stock market was going wild and child, they were saying all kinds of stuff about, um, you know, the bubble bursting and now is the time to teach yourself about investing. And so I think I read this book called Girl, Get Your Money Straight. <laughs> yeah, let me see what the subtitle is. Oh my gosh, this is taking me back. Girl, get your money. A sister's guide to healing your bank account and funding your dreams in seven simple steps. We love a list, don't we? So anywho, I I did all that and everything was like, start young, you know, save a little every week. And if you save $25 every week in 30 years, you'll have X. Like same thing. Say I'd love to, but I can't. Say no here. Decline there, right? Leave here. Avoid that. Don't go there. Reject that. And over time, you'll be like, oh, wait. 
three years have passed and I don't allow this person into my space or it's been six years. It's been one year since you looked at me. I don't know. That's one of those little white songs that like all Black people like. (laughs) I can't remember what song it was. But the point is that once you make intentional decisions to heal yourself on your journey, um, over time, you'll start to notice how you have healed yourself. It's kind of like when you do have a cut on your finger, you can't see with your eyes, right? The red blood cells rushing to the site to to heal the wound, right? You don't see the scab like being created as your body heals itself. Wait, is it white blood cells that heal? I think it might be white. I said red, hold on. I can't remember, child. Whether it's white or red, child, you know what I'm saying? The blood cells that come to your aid to heal you. You can't see the scab forming with your naked eye. But over a day, you might notice, oh, I can't see the flesh right anymore. The next day you may be like, oh, there's something rough on my finger. Oh, that's the scab forming. And then, you know, we see the scab and it's like, don't pick it, you know, because if if it's scabbing, it's healing. (laughs) But what we like to do, we like just, oh, I'm just going to scratch off this little part right here. And the next thing you know, it's bleeding again. Like, stop. So time does heal all wounds, but what you do in that time will help you to expedite the process. Not saying that you need to speed through your process in order to get to the other side, because again, capitalism wants you to rush and be done and, you know, do it by this date and time. And that's not how it works, baby. And I think that's where some of us get stuck because we're like, oh, um, you know, I thought I would be over it by now. (laughs) Your nervous system says otherwise. And I think there are parts of the healing process that look like you're regressing, but you're actually progressing. So you might think, why am I still crying over this situation? When in reality, good for you for crying over that situation. Because crying is a self-baptism. That's what I said in my book. You know, water is a healing agent and a portal. Salt is a cleansing agent and a healing agent. And so when you cry, you are literally healing yourself. You know, there are some people who actually say, oh, I hate crying. I will. You will never hear those words coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I love crying because I always feel better after, even if I have to cry some more, even if it feels like the tears just won't stop. I know that that is a part of my shedding and my releasing. And so I applaud people who share their moments of vulnerability, you know, on the clock app or TikTok or on Instagram, you know, whether they record themselves crying or whatever. Like I have recorded myself crying before. I've never posted it though. No shade and no shaming, just saying. I think one time on my stories, I posted like a moment of worship where I was just, first of all, Wind of God by Rashawn Mitchell is going to do it every time, okay? But I just wanted to share what a moment of my processing looks like for people because I think we talk about healing as like namaste and yoga and wusa and meditation and visualization. It's like, baby, healing isn't sexy but it will make you sexy, (laughs) okay? When you snotting and ugly crying and um, 
choking and gagging because it's not that you're about to vomit, but just the heaving and the dry gasping and the coughing from the sobbing and the wailing, like you could be moving something through your body energetically, like with all that going on, your body's just going through it. And then, you know, your eyes are red and puffy. Your cheeks are tear stained and don't go to sleep crying, child. You're going to wake up looking like a raccoon bit you in the eye, like... I just be waking up like trying to put cucumbers and cold fingers and you just, you know, using your middle finger and your ring fingers to tap the under eye area, trying to break up the puffiness. That's so violent, but just trying to minimize the puffiness. You you got your creams and your potions and your under eye circle, dark circle, this, that child. <laughs> But guess what? You wake up one step closer to wholeness and wellness. I tell you that much. And so as we prepare to go into the holiday season, which is very, very triggering, as we prepare to hear all the the boss babes and the boss gurus remind us how many days are left in 2023 and how much time we have left to conquer this and do that and achieve that and acquire and goal and baby... You listening to this podcast is a win for the day. (laughs) If you've made it this far, if you made your bed, if you took a shower, if you folded a blanket, if you cooked, nay, if you ordered DoorDash, Uber Eats. Well, I don't fuck with DoorDash no more because they wouldn't give me a refund for order never came. But you know what I'm saying? If you accepted a home cooked meal from a friend, a neighbor, a cousin, a lover, a friend, that is a win for today. So (laughs) I'm super grateful that I... um, Um, know myself, that I am kind to myself, that I have learned, right? Because I didn't inherit it, Joe. But I've learned the gift of self-compassion. I've learned how to ask for help when I need it. I've learned to accept the help that I need. I've learned not to beat myself up for needing and accepting help. Because that's the rub, right? It's one thing to ask for help. It's another thing to accept it. And it's still another thing to celebrate yourself for accepting help and not pitying yourself for needing help. You're going to need help in your healing process. We are divinely designed to be in community and to be held on this journey with consent. And I don't mean sensual holding or sexual holding, although you know, if you consent to that and it's pleasurable and and safe and look, get it in. But I'm just talking about our spirits, our souls, and in everyday situations, our bodies, right? Our bodies need to be sheltered. Our bodies need to be nourished. Our bodies need to be hydrated. Our bodies need to be cared for. And caring for our bodies is caring for the soul because we can't compartmentalize the parts of ourselves. So I get it. You want to show up. You want to be on Instagram stories. You want to have the viral tweet. You want to stay relevant and feed the algorithm. And you want to attract your next client. You want to continue to grow your platform. All of that could be going on. And it doesn't matter. The world still turns, (laughs) right? I've seen stories about Black women administrators, you know, transitioning to the ancestral realm and 
shit just going on like normal. Like a sister was getting ready to deliver a speech. And when she passed, they were like, oh, should we have someone else read her speech? Like, (laughs) what? So a lot of the people in the world are simply not well. So don't make yourself more unwell just to appease already unwell people. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Um, I implore you to take some time today to check in with yourself. It could be 30 seconds, 30 minutes, three hours, the whole day, whatever is feasible for you and your life, your responsibilities, your relationships, all of that, right? And just see what is one area in your life where you have been trying to force yourself to rush your healing. There's this woo-woo-y white man whose music I was introduced to at this very white yoga studio <laughs> in Benicia in California. And um, the song is called You Can't Rush Your Healing. He says, you can't rush your healing. Darkness has its teachings. Love is never leaving. You can't rush your healing. Let me tell you something. You can't, okay? So you might as well be deeply committed to the process and remind yourself that the process is not social media content and remind yourself that you don't owe social media, your followers, your community, whatever you want to call it, anything. (laughs) Okay. Keep some things to yourself. Keep a lot of things to yourself. Keep some things to your inner circle. Keep some things just for your altar. Keep some things just for your journal between you and your therapist, between you and your most trusted confidant or confidants and believe, trust, know on a cellular level that what is for you won't miss you. And so whether you take off six weeks like I did or six months like I want to, (laughs) if and when you come back, however you come back, all that is yours by your divine birthright will be ready and waiting for you with open arms. And open arms often mean a hug, child. And I've known because uh, one of my, I don't know, friends, colleagues, I don't even know what to call him, but he told me when we were um, fresh out of undergrad that humans need seven hugs a day to be mentally well. And there's just something about that appropriate human touch that regulates our nervous system and connects us on a human level and that elevates our spirit. And I believe that. Like, that's why when I am around people I really, really, truly love, like I'm hugging them, I'm hanging around their neck, I'm holding their hand, like they could be gay and married. I'm holding your hand. I'm resting my head on your shoulder because (laughs) this is appropriate touch. My mind needs it. My body needs it. My spirit needs it. And I love you. And... I know, beloved, that there's nothing like in-person, communal connection. Also, and we live in the 21st century and we have digital tools and technology alongside spiritual tools and technology. And so if you are looking for community, then Central Faith Academy, aka my Patreon, is just what you need. Patreon is a place where I have my spiritual hub for community. And there are two tiers. The first tier is Sensual Faith is $10 a month. And that's where you get access to all of the supplemental materials for the podcast. And it helps to support the podcast, the, you know, rates for editing, for posting, the servers, the whole shebang. And then Lavish Love Tier gets everything that's in the Sensual Faith tier in addition to raw unedited videos of me recording the podcast, as well as behind the scenes interviews, things of me out in the wild when I have recorded 
conversations with other creators or reporters or researchers, like all of that is there. You also get the replays of the new and full moon readings that I do live on Instagram and then download and upload (laughs) to YouTube and post on Patreon. So it'd be a lot of steps, but I do it for y'all. Okay. They ask me what I do and who I do it for. I do it for my patrons. So head on over to patreon.com slash LaVon Briggs. Join the tier that's right for you. If 10 or 25 don't vibe with you and you're like, oh, I want to pledge 35. I want to pledge 5,000. Look, who am I to tell you to choose what's posted? Choose what works for you, beloved. Thank you so much in advance for investing in me and in yourself. Well, beloved ones, that has been another episode of Central Faith Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, follow, subscribe, rate five stars. Send this episode to somebody you think needs to hear it and be encouraged by this word of protecting their healing process. Um, Even if you need to send it to yourself, praise the Lord. (laughs) If you are interested in engaging in energy exchange and you want to bless the woman of God, you can do that pun to cash app. It's dollar sign Pastor Bay, P-A-S-T-O-R-B-A-E. Venmo is at LaVon Briggs. Zelle and PayPal are LaVon.Briggs at gmail.com, my email address. And thank you for seeing me and for investing in me so that I can stay hydrated and nourished and housed in these streets. I love y'all so much. Go do something that brings you joy today. Heal yourself. Love yourself. Protect yourself. Okay? You are worthy. You are enough and take all the time you need, beloved. (laughs) Go in peace, go in power, go in pleasure. Be well, beloved ones. And if it's not well, it's not the end. And remember, faith should feel good. Peace, y'all.